professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big the Big Guy Ryback starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and today, today's guest has over three million YouTube subscribers. He's Dr. Eric Berg on IG, Dr. Eric Berg on Twitter. He's a health educator, a best-selling author, chiropractor, and director of the Health and Wellness Center in Alexandria, Virginia. Dr. Eric Berg, welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Very good, thank you. I uh, appreciate you doing this. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Good, good deal. Well, I came across you online, and uh, I mean, I respect the hell out of you for, for doing what you're doing because it's in this day and age and for my listeners out there and I come from a professional wrestling background there's so much misinformation out there and I feel like you're one of the good ones out there and I'm very drawn to that and I appreciate that because I'm always trying to constantly learn and so I just want to say thank you for putting the information that you do on YouTube and Instagram and the other on social media oh absolutely I appreciate that thank you for, for our listeners out there, you would, I would say you're probably one of the top experts in, in the keto lifestyle. And for listeners out there that aren't familiar with this, what would you say, how would you describe the keto lifestyle or the keto diet to somebody for the first time hearing this? Yeah, you know, keto is very, very, very simple. It can be complex, um, but the simplicity of it is that you're putting your body in a state of fat burning. That's all it is. And the way you get there. The simple thing to do, the underlying mechanism is you just reduce your carbs, and then your body goes into this alternative fuel, which you're burning. Not you're burning your fat, and you're not just burning ketones. You're probably burning about forty percent ketones, yeah. and the rest is like fatty acids. Um, so that's really the simplicity of it: lowering your carbs, you get into ketosis. That's like the basics, um, and then of course you got the benefits, and you have the, all the little nuances and things like that. But um, you can also get into ketosis doing intermittent fasting, too. Yeah. So that's another way to do it. The combination is really good, um, depending on your goals, um, because you could use either one of them for very specific things to create different effects. But um, What drew you to this? Where, what, what was your first experience with this for you yeah, personally? So it, well, it started, I was actually wrestling in junior high school, high school, and then I started to wrestle in college and uh, fractured my neck so that was out but i was i was very athletic um into it and then what happened is i didn't know anything about nutrition and i started getting really sick because i had a combination of a series of injuries and then uh, the medications for my heartburn and, and it just kept going down from there so i got into it for personal reasons i had arthritis when i was in my 20s i had uh, um ulcers, insomnia, chronic fatigue. I, I, I had insulin resistance. I, I was a mess. So yeah. if I didn't have that, though, I probably would never in a million years get involved with nutrition. So I was, you know, out of necessity, I had to figure some things out. And then I became obsessed with it, started to do seminars. I had a practice in um, um, Northern Virginia for 29 years. So 
I used to do seminars in all the governmental agencies. I've done like 4,900 different seminars like twice a week, week after week, and just educating people around town in the D.C. area. Yeah. And then, um, then I started doing the YouTube, and then that kind of took off. And then I didn't have time for my practice anymore, so then I pretty much just do educational videos right now. It's amazing the power of social media, too. I always talk about that in the reach now that everybody has, which there's good and bad with that. But it's when you find the right ones, I feel like it's we now have this ability to get all this information now. It's at our fingertips and, and good, there's good and bad, like I said. But if we could find the good ones, it's the reach is it's there's no the sky's the limit on it for the information. Wow. I, I just love I love the ability to communicate to people like in China or um, yeah. I don't know. Well, obviously not through YouTube, but uh, communicate to India. Um, like we do a show, a live show Friday morning. And uh, in the first hour, we get 2,400 calls. Wow. I mean, like like if you if you had a TV show, you couldn't even get close to that. So with the advances in technology, you can reach out and connect with i mean it's, it it's really awesome but yeah like you said there's some bad parts to it as well yeah do you experience now that because i always talk about that and like for me in coming from wrestling uh, and whenever you're any sort of fame or you're doing anything with your life it, you there's a lot of good and bad and i was i changed my entire outlook on social media because i was completely against it initially and then i realized i was because i was just looking at the bad and then i realized there's all this good and we have the ability to communicate and collaborate and link up with people and just this wealth of information and spreading good and I just I shifted my my mindset a little bit on it and it's been the best thing ever for me on that but do you experience for you personally do you get a lot of hate at all for what you're doing I'm always curious about that I, I used to get a lot of hate um I don't get it as much anymore because it's uh, you know the stuff I'm communicating is uh not that controversial and so i don't yeah and i don't i don't get like if someone if someone comes in there and is a troll i I got to the point now where i have some really great people that will literally take them down i mean like they just swarm and just like (laughs) so i think that's just a it's a part of um giving people so many so much content over the years they they're loyal they kind of you, you build goodwill. Yep. And that's even, that's that's like that X factor that uh, supports you in times if someone, you know, if someone's like attacking you, they'll stand up for you. It's like a family. And I found when you build a community yeah. around you and you do it out of love and giving and truly trying to help and benefit people's lives, you become a tight knit family. And then when these outsiders come in and try to do whatever it is they're doing, whatever the reasons are, it, it has no, no real effect anymore. And I just personally quit giving them power over my emotions or anything like that too. That really helped me is just taking that all away. And I've had different doctors on that have helped me with that for me because I'm constantly trying to learn and whatnot. So I think it's great. And, and just, it comes down to just helping people at the end of the day. And, and when you, when you do something real, it just has real power. Yeah. Certain percentage of population they're they're actually, it's very weird. They're so insane that they attack especially people that try to help. Yeah. So you, that's why you can never get 100% like, you know, thumbs up. You always get that little percentage. And these guys are probably, you know, very, very weird and strange. You never get to see them. But they um, they don't like when you're that positive And they don't like when you're they'll, – they'll hang out to sites that are very degrading yeah. and like, 
so that's what you're getting you know that it's weird you know it's it's, a, it's an unfortunate I've, I've talked about it and there's unfortunately and people come from different backgrounds and, and they're raised in different situations and they tend to migrate towards others that are similar like-minded like them and it just kind of snowballs out of control so that's why i just think focusing on the good doing the good putting it out there because one out of a thousand might convert might get through to them and you know and that's all you can do but if you focus on the bad that energy goes that way and it's no good ever comes from that yeah i i even have a i hired a full-time person to just kind of clean that up because i don't want to deal with that i don't want to look at it i don't want to be reminded of it so it's not what you're about and it's not what you're putting out there you're helping people and there's no place for that and i i agree completely yeah exactly do you think that the, the keto lifestyle now is that do you think we were meant ideally for for us that to eat that way well i think um if you take a look at a baby uh, a baby comes into this world uh on keto yep um so because the, the the breast milk is puts a baby into ketosis because the the, the ketones um, if you give the brain both glucose and ketones, it will suck up the ketones instead of the glucose. Really? So the brain prefers ketones. It's a cleaner fuel source. Yeah. Um, when we run our bodies purely on glucose, there's a lot of problems that come into play, inflammatory conditions. Um, so that's a good question because, you know, if what is the ideal diet? I mean, if you look at the blood sugars, um, a normal blood sugar is about 80 to 82, let's say. Um, and that, what does that mean? It means that you have about one teaspoon of sugar per all of your blood, which is about one and a half gallon, or actually about, yeah, one and a half gallons of blood. Yeah. You only have one teaspoon. So an average person consumes uh, at least uh, 31 teaspoons of sugar a day. So obviously our bodies were meant to not do that so um it's because the health benefits uh that are involved i think our bodies are, are more designed to run in ketones um generally speaking especially for health and uh, you know and, and inflammation and preventing issues absolutely what are some of the now because i've done this i have a lot of questions for you too for me personally because i i've always tried to keep an open mind and i'm always trying to learn about this and being an athlete and, and for performance and whatnot but i see what are the most common mistakes that you have seen from from your dealings with people on the mistakes they make with keto or for people that say keto doesn't work for them well so, there's two things there's two things they're doing it um um, they're not doing the healthy version. Yeah. They're shopping. They're stopping at 7-Eleven and doing keto. Okay. Well, you can lower your carbs, and there's some benefits to that. But the the version I recommend is healthy keto, which basically just provides all your nutrients. So you're doing nutrient dense foods, uh, making sure you get all your nutrients, and then you don't even have any problems with transitioning over to ketosis. So that's one big mistake is the quality. And then the second thing is they don't actually do intermittent fasting with keto. Yeah. Because if, if you do keto and you do all these keto bombs, these cookies, and you're doing like six meals a day, um, if you're trying to lose weight, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. But if you're trying to gain weight, so like even someone like you, you have to probably maintain a certain weight. Um, keto is a little bit difficult because you end up getting really, really lean, you know? Yeah. So you're going to have to eat a lot more calories. Maybe you're not going to do, maybe you do two meals, but, but, uh, large meals. But if you start restricting, it's like you, you probably will start getting smaller. I have, that's what I was going to ask you about. Cause from my experience in trying it multiple times, 
Do you, is protein consumption an issue with a lot of, of over-consuming protein when trying to go into full-blown ketosis? Is that a common issue with people? Uh, yeah, and I think um, for someone like you, you probably have to go maybe a little bit more than what I recommend because you have a lot more muscle mass um, to replace, but not not into the levels that most people do as yeah. uh, body trainers just because – the amount of protein that you're really absorbing is like probably 36%. Yep. A lot of it's going to waste, um, both as urea, it turns into ammonia in the liver. So your kidneys and liver can handle it, but if, if you have a history of like damaged organs or whatever, then you start building up this toxic waste and you get the gout, you get um, all sorts of arthritis and uh, you're like, what the heck's going on? You know, so. I think you got to watch the protein. I think probably you'd be better off going up with more fat than protein. Yeah. So that was my question for you too. On the and now, do you believe there's because you hear different people that we're meant to eat different ways for different people? Like for example, and I've read different books like on the blood type diet, and I was curious on your thoughts on that because I came across that years ago, and I've heard a lot of people say that's they they've dismissed that, and then I've heard other people say, well, no, certain elements of that could be true and you never really truly know and though for me i've always just found i'll just try it and see how i feel and and kind of go by my experience and i've had different genetic tests done to kind of see because i've had some other issues which i want to get your thoughts on but like i'm blood type a which they say is i love meats and fatty meats i'm sure as everyone and they say that's the worst thing for me because i don't process with that blood type I don't process the, the, I don't have the higher stomach acid um, in that I do better on a grain fed diet or a very lean protein diet. And I found them like doing keto for me, I did it for almost a year, but I was doing it wrong and where I was consuming very high protein. And I realized that later on, as I learned more and more about it, making a lot of the common mistakes people make. And then I adjusted it and was doing it with very high fats. Um, it, but again, my protein was still probably too high on that, which is just more out of repetition of always consuming so much protein. And in my head, it's as a, a fitness person, you can never have enough protein. You can never have enough protein. So it almost goes against what my brain thinks I, because I've been doing it for so long and whatnot, but I've dropped it down to under hundred grams, under 80 grams. And I still found for me, I felt like in, I've had a, I don't know if you're familiar with the APOE gene three, uh, APOE gene. I've had that testing done where I'm three, allele three, four, where it says I don't process fats as well, essentially, I believe, from the, from the testing that I got done. Are there some people that when doing keto, because I do really well on a low-carb diet, and I, where my carbs are under 20, 30 grams a day, but I found for me to have success with it, for me to lean up the way that I, I like to, is I got to keep my fats a little more under control. Is that a common thing with people where people process fats differently? Well, I think what you're talking is something that's new, which is a, a polymorphism, which basically is a, a variant or an alteration of certain genes. And a lot of people have – you can get a gene test to figure this out. You find out what uh, weakness you have within a gene, and then that kind of tells you how you have to adjust your diet. Like for you, um, with that deviant, you're probably going to need a little more choline, for example. Yeah. Choline will help you. Um Probably B2 is going to help you. And also maybe um, um, betaine hydrochloride, which is an acidifier, 
for the stomach so you could start breaking that down a little bit more. Maybe some bile salts. Um, then you can overcome it. There, there's uh, also – yeah, because there's also like uh, uh, genetic weaknesses within like people have uh, can't absorb vitamin D or they can't uh, absorb – uh, folate, for example, so they get too much homocysteine. So all you have to do is have to um, understand like how to overcome it. And usually it's going to be just taking more of that nutrient in the natural state um, to overcome it because even if you have a regular diet, you always be deficient. So you're not getting the full benefits of the fat digestion and then you don't get the full DHA, you don't get full anti-inflammatories, your hormones aren't, aren't optimized. So I think you could. I think you're right. You do need to adjust your diet based on your weaknesses, um, and then you'll you can overcome it very easily. Yeah. No. There's some because I've got the keto the testing meter too to test, and, and I had a really difficult time getting. I think the highest that I got on the keto meter was 1.0. Was the high, and that was full blown, no carbs for a month essentially, or the under 20 grams. And I do my vegetables. I'm big on my broccoli all day and. Uh, and it ties in with intermittent fasting for me too, because I was curious on your thoughts with that. With that, but is it? Do you find some people have a more difficult time getting into ketosis? Because I would find oftentimes I was at zero point two to zero point five range, no matter how deep into it I was. Now, are you are you checking your urine or your blood? The blood with the blood glucose okay. or the blood okay. testing meter? Yeah, because the strip okay. I tried the urine strips and had no success yeah. with those. Yeah. Okay. Good. So. Um, do you have uh, any possibility that you may have some underlying insulin resistance in the past? I never that I've known of. And through all my blood work, everything's always come back great. But on that, that meter, though, I did on testing. And I got to go back the because I believe it, it's been a while since I've done it. Because I believe that blood glucose meter tests your glucose levels as well. If I'm not mistaken, one of the, the, one of the testing meters. But I believe I was in the mid-90s all the time. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, based on what you told me, you probably have some underlying insulin resistance that's yeah. been there a long time, which is going to take some consistency to really fully handle that. It, you you probably would benefit from periodic prolonged fasting occasionally, like you do, a do longer. Okay, good. Yeah. And then you just give it more time. Like I, I dealt with uh, recently this lady who, same deal, um, but she... It started, you know, it took a, it took like eight months, and then she just got started to really, you know, pop, and then she started doing better and better and better and better. I had to have her take some chromium and some zinc, and then that just sped it up a little bit more. So I think you just have to give it more time. Yeah, and that, that's funny you brought that up because so I actually in, in intermittent fasting when I first came across that I never thought in a million years I would ever <laughs> one be so open to it eventually and it would be really welcome it into my life because i was always my catchphrases feed me more from wrestling and i was right. always uh i was eating eight to ten meals a day with my shakes and doing this wow. for a long, yeah it was but it was so so much strain on my system and my body and but at the same time i'm very i, I work out for hours every day and i do a lot of conditioning and the, it's, wow. i push myself very hard so i was curious on your thoughts with the because I get and I got that kind of personality that when I go into something like the intermittent fasting, and I think a lot of people probably do this, is um, I started with the 12 hours and I go, oh, that's easy. Oh, I'm going to do 14 hours. I'm going to do 16. And then I went to 18. And I found myself, I was fasting for 20 hours a day, five days a week, and I would do two normal days of eating morning to night. 
But I found, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But eventually what happened, I felt, like, is my metabolism started slowing down because I was eating very healthy in those four hours still, but I wasn't eat, consuming the amount of calories that I used to consume. Mm. Is that a common problem with people going too extreme with it on that end also? Because I found eating normal and just doing one prolonged fast occasionally, I've had better results doing that as far as just burning body fat. Well, probably just on your history of your training and your the frequency of meals, I think there's some um, – that insulin resistance has to take a bit to heal that because yeah. um, you you – I think you're, you would probably benefit from uh, adding maybe some MCT oil yep. during your fast or even maybe even some ketones directly because um, y- it might just improve your performance. Um, so you're not – you're not like eating a meal, but you're giving your body more ketones to work with because maybe the insulin resistance isn't like efficient 100% yet. So you might need a little booster for that, especially for people that have um, that are they have a history of, um, let's say they have like a heart problem or I don't know Alzheimer's, whatever. You know, you put them on ketosis and intermittent fasting, and you do the periodic prolonged fasting, and then you test their ketones. Like it's just not in full blown yet. So it's like, okay, so there's insulin resistance. So it's not, the body is not allowing you to use those ketones 100% yet. So if you assist, all of a sudden your performance is better. You get some benefits from the intermittent fasting. And then you, um, you don't suffer um, with fatigue or anything like that. Yeah. What's, now, for people that you've dealt with too, what's the longest you've seen somebody that's taken them to really, really adapt to the keto lifestyle? Um, I've had uh, some people take about a little over two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's because, I mean, where they came from, um, they had a fatty liver. And, yeah. um, and then a good test to do, if you ever want to do it, it's called, it's called HOMA-IR. HOMA-IR. That measures your, your fasting insulin, not your glucose. And that will kind of give you a lot of data on what's going on inside. Really? Yeah, because okay. but but I think just the, the you have to have the right estimation of effort because if people always think oh it's going to you know everyone else is taking 2 months but it really depends on what you did to your body over over the years. Um it's taken actually me quite a bit of time. Really? Uh, just simply be, yeah, simply because I I never ate healthy for years yeah. until you know my early 30s. I think too that's another thing with we have all these these choices around us and I for me something and I, I believe sometimes we have to tell ourselves a story to to help motivate us and for me something that's helped me is I I say the world is trying to get us fat and unhealthy and I look around and I see when I think like that I can just see everything clear as day is the choices that are around for me and they don't make it easy for for people especially in this day and age and all the information do you think and like are we meant to have carbohydrates? I mean, as far as I know, we're as vegetables and things of that nature, but starches and whatnot. Do, do we even need those? And, and people like that that believe, um, like for me, because I've, I've done it and I feel like it helps me because I tell myself that it does, whether it does or not, is I'll do a carb cycling day once a week where I do carbohydrates to kind of restore my glycogen levels. What are your thoughts on all that as far as yeah. do we need to do that? Right, we we actually don't need it, but here's the thing: the uh, the carbs actually stimulate dopamine, which is a pleasure hormone, yeah. and uh, it's, it's similar to a drug effect. We're like, wow, man, I 
so great. Like right now, if I ate a big chocolate bar, I'd feel I'd be feeling really good for a while. <laughs> um, but the point is that it does affect our chemistry differently. Um, our our brains. This is the false information that's put out there that oh, our brains need glucose. Yeah. Actually, um, that's a lie because it prefers ketones. Um, and uh, if it needs glucose, it can make it. Now, if you have a, if you have insulin resistance, you're going to have a hard time. Um, kind of uh, in the gluconeogenesis department where your liver is going to be making sugars efficiently and storing it efficiently. So I think um, that's probably why you feel better is because the the machine isn't quite there yet as far as efficient. So you're kind of helping it, you know, with a little more glucose. Well, good. I finally feel better now. But if you understand what's happening, you're just kind of going back to that other metabolic pathway, which your body's so used to. Yeah. So it's just like you. So one way to um, look at it, like this, the, the mitochondria, the cells are little um, engines, and you have a carburetor in there, and you have a combination of fuel and oxygen, and you have a spark plug. Um, so if you add more B1 um, to your diet, okay. you may you may find that your system becomes a lot more efficient running on ketones, and uh, you might just feel a lot better if you do that. Uh, and especially when you even do keto, you need a lot more um, B vitamins than you would if you were on a carb diet. Now, if, if someone is so, say, and I'm doing this, if I'm going to have carbohydrates, so do you, are, are there certain carbohydrates you do prefer if somebody is going to have them um, in their diet? Yeah, of course, you know, vegetables are the, the ideal yep. scene. Um, berries are a really good carbohydrate. Really? Um, yeah, berries are low on the, um, it's called the glycemic load. So they don't really spike your blood sugars that much. Okay. Uh, so berries are really, really good. Is it blueberries, raspberries, any type of berries? Blueberries, raspberries, okay. blackberries, uh, even strawberries. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Now, what yeah, about things like as far as different, the, like brown rice, white rice, are those things that we just need to avoid? In, yeah, in I would say. I would stay away from them because they actually pull out a lot of, uh, they pull out zinc, which basically has to do with testosterone. Yeah. Big, big time, your prostate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to, the, the, the grains are not great. Um, if you do the starches like potatoes or yams, um, you know, they're, they're definitely a step up from the grains. So let's say you did a, I don't know, a sweet potato or something like that. Um, but it's going to raise your, it's going to bump you out of ketosis for sure. So, but it's better than the grains. Okay. I was curious on that for that. Do you, and like two for different people that come from different areas of life, life, um, like as far as just your regular everyday office worker compared to a, a high level athlete, do you think like when we, you talked about it though with me a little there, the calories and doing this, what's the best, the best thing is adding, would you say like things like MCT oil and things of that nature to increase their calories with their activity yeah. level? Yeah, because if they don't, they'll start to uh, get too lean. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're do- if you're like doing any type of a uh, bike, long distance biking or running, um, you you have to really have a lot of electrolytes, but you also have to do enough um, um, MCT oil to run your body off that fat. Because if you don't, you will deplete your uh, glycogen reserves pretty well, and and you'll burn up all the fat. So, yeah, I think fat is going to be the best thing. A, you know, a good amount of protein, not too much, and uh, probably keep your carbs 
at the higher end, maybe uh, 50, 60 uh, grams per day, maybe 70, but try not to get over that. Well, as far as protein, too, what, what do you recommend for most people guideline-wise where they start their protein consumption on that? Yeah, this is, a, this is one of the things I'm going to talk about at our summit coming up. Uh, um, it, you, you have um, different proteins that you have less waste. Um, I don't like the protein powders as yeah. much as actually real protein eggs, the whole eggs, yeah. and uh, the fat with the eggs, not lean protein. Um, but I, I recommend um, between six to seven ounces per meal. Someone like you is going to be a little bit more, maybe eight to nine ounces. But uh, that's what I would recommend, um, especially if you're working out and you're exercising. Now, with the, in the intermittent fasting, too, as far as recommend, recommendations on that, what do you usually start people out on to, to get them into that into that world? I, I always start like gradual. Let's do three meals, no snacks. Yep. Make sure you have enough fat to go from one meal to the next. And then the rule is if you're not hungry, don't eat. So in the morning, if you're not, if you are hungry in the morning, we know you have insulin resistance. So then you go longer until the point where now you're just eating two meals a day and then start working on crunching those meals together. Yep. So I'll, I'll eat, uh, my first meal is at three. And then I'll eat at um, probably five, six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll do that. But am I hungry? Actually, no. But the reason I'm eating, I prefer not to. But but if I don't, I'll get too thin. So yep. I need to. I need to. Personally, I need to consume about thirty three three thousand to thirty four hundred calories a day, which oh. is a really a pain in the uh, butt for me because I, I just don't like eating that much food. Yeah. No. And. For me, I wasn't even consuming that when I was doing it. I I really ran into a few problems of my metabolism. I found, I thought over time, because I did it for quite a while, where I had to just kind of go back to eating normal to get my calories in, and it took a bit. And then I started doing the prolonged fasting uh, because I'm very interested in that. And I was curious on your thoughts. The because I've had for all my listeners, I had to leave wrestling. I had uh, I needed a five disc fusion. I was told in my back and a shoulder replacement from like getting cortisone injections. Unfortunately, ate away all my cartilage and then uh, tore it all to cover up my back pain on the road every day. Wow! And wow. it caused some uh, serious complications in me. Unfortunately, at 34 years old, I had to walk away from my dream job and. Uh, take on some different business ventures I always wanted to do while there. But I went the stem cell route. Um, oh, good. I've had 11 procedures done here in the States uh, through a doctor, and I'm almost, my back is almost completely better. They've regrown. Wow. It, it's unbelievable. And uh, my shoulder, I'm going to Columbia, a stem cell company is paying for my entire treatment over there, bioaccelerator, uh, and it, because they want me to be able to go back to wrestling and um, and I've learned from the things that hurt me not to do those anymore and whatnot. But the, the treatments are so much more powerful out there. But the prolonged fasting really opened my eyes because I heard like Thomas DeLauer, who, whom I've had on, was talking about the stem cell properties of, of prolonged fasting. Do you know much about that? Because I was always told that 48 to 72 hours plus. But can you give me any information on that to our listeners on, on the stem cell properties? Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you start doing uh, periodic prolonged fasting, you stimulate uh, stem cells, which are the uh, kind of undifferentiated cells that can turn into anything um, and replace body tissue. Um, if you, it's, it's pretty much 
Um, you, it starts at about, um, I don't know, between 18 and 20 hours. And then the more you go, the more stem cells are released. But if you can go 48 hours, you really start releasing um, the deeper stem cells that even that relate to your immune system. So really? you're getting a lot of uh, re- repair and recovery. Um, and you're actually allowing your digestive system not to work so hard, so you have more energy on the uh, on the repair actions. And the, there's certain genes that turn off inflama- inflammation when yep. you start to fast. So um, I think you're doing the right thing. I, I highly recommend that to everyone to get stem cell if they have this problem. But there's one, there's a couple other things that you may also want to add to your thing. I, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, peptide therapies are really interesting. Um, they kind of parallel some of the stem cell. Um, I've not. What are the What are those as far as that concerns? Uh, they're they're in, they're injections right underneath the skin. Okay. And it's a new field, um, but it, it's a similar effect um, to the stem cell. And I can send you some information, but I okay. Um, I'm I'm just like fascinated. I'm starting to read on that. I'm like peptide therapy, so that kind of goes in there and start helping you repair at a, a different level. Um, and then the other thing is uh, higher dosages of vitamin D because vitamin D is actually a steroid hormone. If you take um, something like 50 or 60, maybe even 70,000 IUs with enough K2, um, you can create a similar effect to uh, prednisone without the side effects. They actually have me on that as well, um, ah, my doctor. Yeah. I'm on I'm the vitamin, the D and the K2 and K7, I believe. As well, as well, the CoQ10 and um, with all of that as well for, um, oh, I'm very big on all this trying to, I'm always fascinated trying to learn. And I've seen with the stem cells in the treatments in the United States, are they're not nearly as powerful as what they can do in other countries, some of them, because some of the restrictions over here right now, but they've helped me so much where my career was completely over. And here now I'm going to be 38 in November and I'm, I feel better than I have in, <laughs> since my 20s. But wow. so that's why I know that these all these different therapies and different things that they really have interested me because if I just would have went with what they told me, oh. it, it would have been would have been done. It would have been a different different story for me as far wow. as in quality of life and everything. Just quality of life, not even wrestling wise, it's so much better now. Um, oh yeah. And it, it, so it's always curious to me that there's. I, I believe they have me with the D. I believe it's fifteen to twenty thousand I use. So that's. And then my, my blood work comes back. I was at about the 105, 110%. That I was doing 20,000 IUs a day, I believe, if I'm not mistaken of that. And they told me to actually cut it back to 15. So I didn't know the, is that mega dosing that essentially can give you more properties on that, you said? For if the- you, if you, uh, 30,000 IUs is only one milligram. Uh, there's this, there's a lot of false data on like a high doses of vitamin D. And the really only, the only one side effect is, um, high calcium in the blood, which causes kidney stones. Yeah. But if you're if you're doing drinking enough water uh, to keep the uh, kidney stones from forming, and you're kind of controlling the amount of calcium, especially as far as supplementation, yep. and you're taking the K2, um, you can afford to do higher higher levels of D3. Now, the purpose of that is to turn on additional genes that really drop this inflammation down to zero. Um, but if you take just 20,000 IUs, 30,000 IUs, you, you don't get those effects. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a, 
if you actually start doing, um, look up some of the, or just get some of the books on high dosage vitamin D and some of the great, interesting data that you could kind of learn both sides, how to prevent the calcium problem, but just get the benefits of D3. Um, you may want to look at that because it's, um, and you can even allow your um, D3 to get up into 300s without any problem at all. Really? With the yeah. Blood test. So it's, um, I mean, I'll, I'll put people on that all day long with back pain. It just knocks it out so fast. And now you um, said about 60, 70,000 I use on the vitamin D3. Is that kind of a, yes. a start? And then what would you recommend then for the K, K2 on that? You take, you take uh, if you take, for every t uh, 10,000 I use of D3, you take 100 micrograms of the K2. So you would take about 600 micrograms of the K2. And usually they come in 100 milligram yeah. or 100 micrograms. So you take six of those with the K2. So that way it controls the calcium and it keeps it into your blood. Absolutely. That is so interesting to me. I love, love learning new things like this. On the prolonged fasting too, and I've heard different things, how often would you recommend somebody do a prolonged fast? Uh, for me, I'm doing, I was doing a 24-hour to 36-hour fast once a week. Sometimes I'll push it to every other week. Um, and then doing the 48 to 72-hour every three to four months um, just to get that in, to, to push that. How often would you recommend somebody incorporate this into their lifestyle and it doesn't okay so maybe maybe you do um a 24 weekly but then you do a 48 hour monthly uh, i would just do a little bit more frequent for you because uh the more frequent the more improvement um if you even could do even a little bit longer once a month it might be kind of hard to do but the amount of benefits that you'll get long term from repair actions um, cause you have, you know, you have like, um, sleeping is going to be like really, really important. And yep. then you have the vitamin D and then slash the sun, and then you have fasting and those three right there. Um, that's like the ultimate repair formula. So you recommending a 72 hour fast once a month, essentially, that would probably be greatly beneficial to, to what I'm doing. That would put, that would be the icing on the cake. Okay. No pun intended. You don't have, I'm sold, don't you know, it's when I, because uh, I'm always trying to, to fine tune everything I'm doing. I'm, I think it sometimes goes against what everyone, um, I read all the time and I'm trying to constantly learn. I look like a big dumb wrestler and I think but sometimes people, they don't, um, they wanted to can, uh, associate me with health and I'm always trying though that to me, it's always like my mom has always been very health conscious and so that was where I got fascinated with that at a very young age and whatnot. So which is my motivation yeah. to trying to help. I feel like a middleman for people sometimes with getting people like you on here and, and with my listeners and people that a lot of this is new to with the wrestling fan base and, and just trying to help people get a start and, and trying to improve their lives. Because the, my number one thing, I got this from Tony Robbins, without our health, nothing else matters. And it's, right. for me, it's always been the health and fitness community. It always has bothered me that it's never been health and fitness. It's almost like two separate things. And I'm truly trying to find that balance, not only for myself, but to help pass that on for people, because I, I really, truly believe they need to go together. And, and we see it with bodybuilding and the different, it's two separate things right now with a lot of people. And I just feel like it doesn't need to be that way. 
I totally 100% agree. The even like in the, in the medical profession, the healthcare goal of prevention of disease is not even a good goal because you're. It's kind of like having a goal. Let's pre- to my wife. Like let's prevent a divorce. That's our goal. Yeah. Like it's just it's a negative goal. Yep. You need to like create health, create a relationship, uh, focus on that other half that uh, not a negative. So yeah, I agree 100%. Now, I will say, too, I wanted to touch on with you within the cholesterol, because I've been someone in, in having that APOE gene 3, 4, and it's, I've always had my, my cholesterol's always, my HDL's always been on the lower end, uh, my LDL's always been on the slightly higher end, and it, it will adjust at times, and my triglycerides are kind, it can be sometimes elevated. I found when I was full-blown doing the keto diet, and I got my blood work done, my cholesterol actually came back great compared to what it had been. And I found when I went back to consuming higher carbohydrates and got tested, my ratio, like my ratios doing keto came back completely good, all in the normal range on, as far as the cholesterol ratios. And I don't have them written down here, what I had at the time from reading this book on cholesterol, but um, it's crazy to me that when I added those carbohydrates back in at a high level on a on a daily basis, it threw off my ratios and my doctor wanted to actually put me on statins in which I, what are your thoughts on for people? Cause I feel like that I knew enough information to say, and I actually tried it for a month and I felt horrible. And I just told, I go, I can't do this. And I went back to, and I adjusted my diet and everything went back to normal. What are your thoughts on statins and people? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Cause it basically blocks, blocks your body's ability to make cholesterol in general. Cholesterol is needed uh, to make all your hormones, including testosterone for your muscles, yep. uh, your brain, your cell membranes, uh, the gall, the bile, the bile is made out of cholesterol. So now you can't absorb vitamin A, D, E, and K. Um, so what, what happens is if you just take your total cholesterol and you minus the HDL and the D, uh, the LDL, you'll get another, you'll get a number that is called residual cholesterol. Yep. And that is the most important thing. And I did a video on it. You can watch it. Um, because when you're doing keto, you're, you're using more fats. So you're going to, you're going to have a little bit more fat. Um, I think the thing with you, if you added choline, that would help the breakdown of cholesterol to the, to the gallbladder and liver a little bit faster. And that will kind of like compensate for your genetic uh, weakness there. That was even recommended on the sheet on the testing that I had done, I believe through the life extension they actually had because they have supplements they recommend that would help me. Choline is on that, and that was the one I have not gotten yet, and I will get that today and incorporate that in. So thank you very much for that information. Yeah, um, and guess what foods have the highest choline? What would that be? Egg yolks. Really? That's, yeah. uh, I do do eggs on my salads. I do that, and I, I put them all in there. I usually do two eggs when I, I do nothing but a... Uh, my diet right now is literally salads and vegetables with my lean proteins. And then uh, I'm controlling my fats. And I do have the MCT oil I use uh, and incorporate a little bit of that in. And I found, though, just for me, my protein is still on the higher end right now. But I've been controlling my fats. And I, I found, and I control it based on energy and my activity level. And I found I'm finally having success doing that. And like I oh, said, and it's, for me, it's going to be cutting down on those putting those carbohydrate days in less and less, I think, over time as I yeah. become accumulated to it over time. And what carbohydrates do you consume? So that was why I was asking you because, like, I'll usually do, like, stuff like brown rice um, and things of that nature. Even I, I, brown rice and white rice at times, but mostly brown was yeah. what um, – And but yams are another one that I will do. And I, I was going a bit without doing it. Then I found – 
that I would put a, a pretty fairly decent carb day in there to really, to, to just, and that was just because I was reading on carb cycling and the, the bodybuilder things and trying it to see it. I don't think I need to do it nearly as often as what I was doing it every three or four days. And I think I could cut back on that as I continue to go on with this. Try, try this experiment because what you're, what you're doing with the brown rice with all that bran um, is you're depleting your uh, zinc, yep. which you, you need a lot of zinc for your muscle mass and repair testosterone. But if you take, um, try doing your carbs with more berries and okay. just see what happens. See what happens with that. I will do that this week when I, I will stock up on the berries. That's yeah. To one other thing before I wrap up here, doc was, what are your thoughts on, and for me, uh, artificial sweeteners, I gave them up probably it's been close to nine years. Um, because that was one of the things with like the supplement industry I found it was really discouraging to me it was in everything I was consuming um, yeah. and I started getting I was living in Tampa Florida I started getting I was consuming supplements morning to night I've always between my protein shakes and putting putting sweeteners in my coffee and drinking diet sodas I started getting blurry vision I noticed I had a real difficult time waking up no matter how much sleep I got and I would get little light blackouts randomly and I noticed they were getting more and more and more frequent. And I remember I looked online and started doing a little bit of just online searching and the aspartame and sucralose started popping up. And I always, I'd always heard things, I was, that's crazy, that's crazy, that's crazy. I just cut them out of my diet altogether because it was nothing, I was like nothing else I'm doing I feel like could be con contributing to this. And all of my symptoms went away in a matter of weeks. And mm -hmm. wow. it was the toughest thing I've ever had to do as far as cutting. Wow. It was, I was so addicted to them because they were, it was in everything. What are your thoughts on the, on the artificial sweeteners? They, they basically really disrupt your, your microflora. They yep. create problems with uh, also insulin resistance from a different angle. Um, highly recommend not doing them. They mess with your blood. Um, and then also uh, you can do xylitol or erythritol. You do a sugar alcohol instead. Yeah. Are you, what are your thoughts on stevia as well? Are you okay with totally stevia? fine? Yeah. Totally fine. Monk fruit, yep. stevia are great. That's what I use with my supplements as well. Cause I started making my own formulas many years ago cause I was so unhappy with everything. And it's, uh, it's discouraging to me. That's another thing, the health, the supplement industry, it's, feel like you have yeah. a responsibility if you're going to do business. If you're going to do business, there's a good way and a bad way to do it. And I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, choose the bad way. Um, and it's I just know. something I've, I'm very passionate about because it's helped me tremendously in my life. So was, Thomas DeLauer was the same way. He's very pro-stevia. And it just, it's, um, it just makes me happy because you clearly know what you're talking about when I hear um, someone like you say that. Totally awesome. Um, I have to run right now. but um, Okay. We can definitely uh, do some more of this uh, in the future for sure, but it's good been deal. really, really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. I always wrap up too, Doc, if you could, if one piece of advice for everyone if just that you, that's helped you in your life, if you could, for our listeners out there. Yeah, I think, I think the, a good advice, I think a principle that's really, really simple but vital is that, and this relates to kind of weight loss because so many people want to lose weight, um, forget the weight loss, go with getting healthy. It's get healthy to lose weight, not lose weight to get healthy. Because if you start trying to lose weight, there's so many ways you can do it unhealthy. You look up, you end up looking like older and unhealthy. So if you really focus on the health, uh, things fall back into place. And I'm talking about get the basics in, like get 
a healthy version of keto and intermittent fasting in versus trying to treat every little symptom you possibly can because unless you get these basics in, the other stuff won't work. Good deal. Doc, and where's the best place for people to find you? I know you're Dr. Eric Berg on, on YouTube and Dr. Yeah, Eric Berg on Instagram, correct? Yeah. If you go to YouTube, just t- type my name or just go to drberg.com. I have a, just a lot of, I have 4,000 videos. I put out two videos a day. And so it's just uh, um, pretty much uh, education. Good deal. Well, Doc, thank you so much for your time. It's greatly appreciated. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. Baseball season is in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with BetOnline.ag. This week, I'm not watching any of the game, guys, because you know the big guy Ryback is, doesn't watch much sports, to be quite honest. But I'm not against it at all, and if you love sports and you love betting, BetOnline.ag is your place, because now you can save an extra 50% added on to your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. The best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use code CLNS50. A minimum deposit of $25 is required to qualify for the bonus, and please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. BetOnline.ag, your one-stop shop for online betting. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. All right, we're back here with the Wrestling Report. We got Raj Geary in this week of Wrestling Inc. Raj, what's going on? Uh, a lot right now. It's been a, a really busy week here. Uh, how, about you, how about yourself? Doing well. I always look forward to this because I, I stay pretty busy. I'll see some things here and there, and then I just, you just go to the little recap of what, what you have on the news, and I'm few of those things like, oh, okay i haven't heard of some of that so i always uh <laughs> look forward to doing this segment of the show to kind yeah. of it catches me up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's hard to keep up with just there's just so much going on and now with aew and, and there's all this aew news as well so um yeah i guess we can get started with that uh kind of a big announcement not you know starcast is not directly related to aew although they do they're clearly friendly with each other uh all the starcast events have been you know all in weekend and aew weekend so uh starcast 3 cm punk was announced uh for starcast 3 very uh, yeah so it's a, a very interesting appearance uh, he's done signings and stuff yep. uh you know plenty of times before he's done him at pro wrestling tees but as far as like a pro wrestling related appearance this is kind of his first major one so uh your thoughts? Do you think he might be softening his stance a little bit on returning to pro wrestling? No, I don't. And I, but I don't. I don't obviously know Phil 
uh, in that regard, but just from things that you've heard, he's done the signings before, mm-hmm. and I think it's in Chicago. So it's just kind of um, – I, I think he's always been very open to meet and greets at different times. I remember seeing him at a Long Island one. He did uh, for the UFC, I believe. It was uh, back a couple of years ago. That was one of his first ones, if not his first signing, actually, the public one. But um, I'm sure those guys, and they've, they've made it known that they would welcome him. And, but I think people – I don't know. How old is Punk now? I believe he's uh, late 30s. Let me let me double check that. He might be. He, yeah, I don't. He's not in his 40s. He's is 40. He, he, is, he just, yeah. He is 40. I mean, and so in pro wrestling, guys could wrestle well, and we've seen it into older age. Um, but he's been out of it for a while, and I don't know, you know, it's, I think it's just him taking a signing. And uh, I know Conrad's in charge of the StarCast, right, if I'm not mistaken? Right. Because uh, he, he'd reached out for me for the Cody, the first one, Conrad, then the second one, whatever the one in Vegas was. And then, yeah. uh, so I'd imagine Conrad's doing this and they're friendly with each other and whatnot. But um, I think it's good. And people, it's just punk. You got to, he has millions of fans out there that do love him still and whatnot. And he's, you know, going and doing a meet and greet is completely different from deciding to go back and being a pro wrestler. And, um, this is one thing I think is really hard for some people to understand. Um, and this is something, and I'll, I'll briefly to kind of what I've gone through, is Punk went and gave it his all and tried something he really wanted to do, wrestling he got burned out on. And it's very easy for that to happen in the WWE environment. And I think once you, you're there and you accomplish a lot, or once you're there and you just see what it is, and it's almost like accomplishments almost aren't even... They're out of your control, a lot of it. And, and how many, if you're a 16 time champion, that's all decided by somebody else. But you go there, you give it your all, no matter what your role is, and you perform to the best of your ability. When you mentally check out of that and walk away like he did to go on to something else, and it didn't go the way he probably planned, but he gave it his all and did his best. That hunger to compete uh, at a high level, it's, you see it with pro fighters all the time. These guys, when you make when you make a certain amount of money, usually that's why it's really hard for the successful to stay at the very top because you get a certain level of money and comfort, and now you're not fighting for your life anymore because you have something to fall back on. Phil is, has a pretty good nest at home. He he's got a pretty good foundation. He's made he's made a good amount of money, and I don't know what else he's done investment wise or anything. He could he could be set for the rest of his life. I don't know. To then all of a sudden. <laughs> At 40 years old, to say I'm going to turn it on and I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be the try to be the best again, or try to be at the, that upper echelon of pro wrestling. Um, I don't know. I, I I think he's done it, so he has that confidence that he could if he wants. But I think this is just more of a going and doing a signing and meeting his fans and um, to tie it in. Like I had to shut down for it to allow myself to heal. I'm super competitive, and it, it's was by far it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. My reasons were entirely different for I had to. I had no choice, otherwise it was game over. Him, he's presumably healthy, I, I believe, and whatnot. But mentally, that's a really hard thing to overcome if you have checked out. He's achieved everything in pro wrestling, essentially, that he wanted to achieve outside of maybe headlining WrestleMania, and which, again, out of his control – 
uh, to a large degree and whatnot. And so it's, and then the UFC thing and losing two fights. And you got to understand mentally what that does to somebody. Do I think he can come back and be successful? Absolutely. I think, it'd be, I think it would be great for pro wrestling if he did, quite frankly. And I think it would be great for AEW. But I think fans and people have to put themselves in his shoes and try to look at this. And I've had my disagreements and things with him, and I can look at this. And you got to just be able to put yourself in his shoes and understand that this guy has mentally gone through a lot. He's very frustrated. He's dealt with a lot of bullshit, too, as a lot, all pro wrestlers do. He has, he, he's done things I don't always necessarily agree with and whatnot. But at 40 years old, too, all of a sudden, get that hunger again. And, and this is what, for me, too, like, if I go back, I got to be my best. I can't go back and be half of what I was. Like, I can't, I, it, it's, this guy has competed at the highest level. He's going to have to find that hunger to be able to do that again, and I don't know. Only he, he will know that. And I think that's why these guys in the, the Bucks I've heard talk about and whatnot, welcome them with open arms. But and maybe they're hoping if he gets around it, that itch will come back. That's very possible. Um, but it's if it's anywhere he's going to go, AEW is with that schedule too and everything. I think it's the most welcoming of of all the situations for him. Yeah. Um, so I, I would personally think it would be great, a great move if he was able to to go back and and maybe maybe he does do a surprise appearance there and hits the GTS on somebody, he cuts a promo, and they kind of just let it see how it is, how see what the reception is. Um, but obviously being in Chicago, I think it's going to be uh, uh, an amazing reception if that is the case. So, Yeah, um, and, and that's a great point. I know there's a lot of fans who say, you know, with WWE, with the lawsuit, or Punk feels that WWE was funding the lawsuit with yeah. Chris Amon. No doubt Punk. they were. And I, yeah, and yeah. so... You know, uh, a lot of fans feel like the best way, the biggest way Punk could really give it back to WWE would be to sign with AEW. And also, that is the place where he'd make the most impact as far as money goes. Yeah. But to your point, exactly what you said, if the feed and the desire is not there, uh, then it's, you know, then it's it's kind of pointless. <clears throat> yeah, and that's another thing, too. And, and fans have to understand this. And I, I try to just look at things openly and from good and bad. This guy gave his entire life to pro wrestling, essentially. Loved it, gave his whole life to it, right? It doesn't mean that his life till the day that he's died, if he lives to be 100 years old, has to be all pro wrestling until he's 100 years old. It can maybe some, in some way, shape, or form be a part of his life, but I think he gets a lot of uh, wrestling fans, and, and as I say wrestling fans, and these are the, the online hardcore fans have a tendency, they will criticize and attack him. He turned his back on pro wrestling. No, he gave you guys his entire life of being a pro wrestler. And then he chose, under circumstances, to walk away, which he has every right to do. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't the ideal send-off and things of that nature. But he had other goals and desires in life. And I, I can tell you this for myself, too. When you're there and just in that bubble and you're not allowed to do other things sometimes, it can be very internally frustrating and you got to just get out. And not everyone gets to, not everyone has the balls to go do it. So you got to give them respect for walking away from millions of dollars because it's only been done a handful of times by guys and going on and just trying to achieve something else. And, and, you know, it's easy to look back and fans will say he turned his back and he gets this criticism, but I, I think he got a, he did it. He just wanted to do some other things in his life. And maybe if, when the time is right, if he feels he could, you know, 
help help out with pro wrestling again and and be contribute in a meaningful way and you know I think he'll make that decision but I even with AEW him going back and being involved in it even he has to be in that mindset though of wanting to be hungry for it to even help and you see that with a lot of the guys that are that are great at pro wrestling they're not necessarily the best coaches or you know you don't see the the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair the guys that have been used in main event capacities necessarily hang around the business um and whatnot yeah. so and it because it's tough because you want to you that they have that strong drive to compete and it's it's a tough tough situation and it's a lot more mental than what people truly realize and i i hope for him i just as long as he's happy man that's all that matters and i think though from talking from a pro wrestling standpoint still I want AEW to be as successful as possible. I want them to have as many big names as possible. They Absolutely. have to. They have to overall in the in the big in whether that's creating home homegrown talent eventually, but I think getting the right key big stars in place early on is going to be a big part of their success moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, another big story this past week. Uh, last Saturday, Jeff Hardy was arrested in Myrtle Beach um, for being intoxicated in public. It was uh, during the early hours on a Saturday. Uh, he was arrested and booked Saturday morning for public intoxication uh, and was released that day. Uh, he paid a $153 ticket for the charge, and the case is now closed. So he's not facing a conviction on his record. Uh, WWE kind of issued their standard uh, statement on this, just saying uh, Jeff Hardy you know, is his own person. He does what he does. And uh, they've done that same statement for in the past when the Usos have had yeah. DUIs and, and uh, other people as well. So... Um, your thoughts on this, knowing, um, Jeff's history and everything, everybody loves Jeff. Uh, he's, he's very well yeah. liked backstage, but, um, uh, just given his past. So this is one of those situations where this particular incident, I don't think is necessarily all that bad. It seems like more of a case of bad luck almost that he just had a little too much to drink and kind of, I, I don't know if it was, I think I saw something he was sitting on a stairwell. And yeah. they kind of, this seems a little bit, and the, the fact the fine was so little and they just let it go, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal for this particular situation. But with his past, in the grand scheme of things, I think you look at it, this is just kind of goes to show, Raj, and this worries me too if I ever went back, and I know what I would want to go back to kind of control my environment a little bit with wanting a bus and wanting different things because uh, I don't like hotel rooms because it's living on the road is very lonely. And this is something all pro wrestlers understand. And you pick up bad habits, whether it's you start sleeping with a ton of women just because you you're, you get lonely. You heard Bret Hart talk about it in his book. That was his addiction. Like, that's one of the things, one of the routes guys can go. Uh, alcohol. You start getting really, really attached to alcohol because you got a lot of downtime. And, but you're kind of, it's, you're in, you're in cars, airplanes, and hotel rooms and, um, Chewing tobacco is another one. That was that was my thing. Chewing tobacco and a couple beers was always kind of my way to relax for the longest time in hotel rooms. And you get very attached to these things on the road. And you and it's almost like any pro wrestler, one of those three things right there that I just listed is almost always going to be attached to a pro wrestler. Not always, not, but more often than not. And it all goes that back down to that schedule and living on the road for so long, um, it really, really mentally fucks you up. And um, it doesn't necessarily always happen to everybody, 
there's a few that really kind of, and I just think it off the top of my head, like a guy like Christian, I know he was, he's a great guy. And, uh, I never, and I wasn't around him on the road, but I always kind of heard he was always pretty straight up good guy and, uh, and married and stayed on track and, and not to say, I don't know if he, he would drink from time to time. And I don't know that situation. I'm sure he did here and there, but like one of those three things you usually try to, and it, you get a connection to something up there because you're lonely and it, it, it's, it's tough. So I think this is just kind of going, he has a, and I don't want to say an addiction, but he has an attachment to alcohol and it's just, it's how deep that runs. I don't know. He's uh, I've met him on many occasions. He's a great guy. He's a fun loving guy. He's an incredible, amazing pro wrestler. He's going to be in the hall of fame someday, but I, I look at it though, just from knowing that and that being in that mindset and, you know, he's home rehabbing and you just get, you, you stay with the habits you do on the road where you can function good on the road and you, you're, you drive, you get into a town, you maybe pick up a six pack or, or whatever it is, a bottle of alcohol and you have a few drinks before bed at the hotel bar, but you're at the hotel and you go to bed and then you go on your day, you get up, you eat, you go work out, boom, on repeat over and over and over again, you get taken out of that environment now you're home rehabbing you got a lot of free time on your hands and then you know now you're drinking at the bar down the road and then you got to maybe drive home or you didn't get a ride or you make a bad decision or you had a little bit too much to drink and you go sit on a stairwell and you get fucking busted this is the kind of it's a bigger not saying a problem but a a bigger look at the whole situation and uh, i feel for him it's but hopefully it's one of those things he has control over and it was just one it was a bad decision and, and luckily nobody got hurt and he wasn't driving so those are the positives of it absolutely and and, and myrtle beach is a very popular spot for police busting people and arresting yeah. people um also uh something we've talked about in the past uh, you've talked about how when your contract's coming up or you're in re- renegotiations that could affect how you're being used or your push braun Strowman uh this week revealed that he has signed a new four-year deal with wwe He's cooled off greatly since like October. Yeah. He was, you know, they were, you know, creating him was almost like this Undertaker monster. And then since then, he's become very humanized. Um, you know, him losing is no longer a big deal. You think those two are related? I don't know. It's, he got a big win over Bobby Lashley. And so here's the thing with that stuff too is like, and you, you get a big win like that. You got to use that to catapult you on to other great things to really get that momentum and have it pay off. Otherwise, if he loses the next pay-per-view or he's not on the next pay-per-view or two, and it can kind of cool back down again really quickly and whatnot. And um, there's no doubt that they they do that stuff. when, when they, They'll book you better going into a contract negotiation. I mean, it, it's just that it ties in directly to their business. Why wouldn't they... Because most guys, when you're being booked well, you're going to be happier. Because when you're, and it comes down, not because you're winning or anything of that nature, maybe with some people, but typically it's because you're making more money. So, and it, or you know you're going to have an opportunity to make more money or sell more merchandise and indirectly make more money, and you're happier. And uh, there, there would be no, it's no surprise to me. I'm sure they are connected in some regard because he's been used a little better here lately. Again, so it will be interesting to see six months from now what that case is. Once they know they got him already now, and uh, it usually will continue on a little longer than kind of go back to repeat, typically. Yeah. They have a star with him if they want. I mean, 
it, it really is um, with multiple guys. I think uh, a guy that size, he's an extremely large human being. He moves really well. He's stayed. I'm sure he's beat up, but he stayed. He stayed on the road. He hasn't missed a lot of time or anything of that nature. So it's um, they did. They missed the one opportunity when he was red hot to to really could have. That should have been a title run right there, and um, it wasn't. So, but we've seen that time and time again. So, congratulations. As long as he got what he wanted, sounds like he got a good amount of money. And, uh, you know, that's, that when you're there, that's being able to put away money and save money. And you're, you're, there's a lot of good with that job still with the bad. So congratulations. Absolutely. And speaking of which, uh, as far as uh, wrestlers being red hot, Bray Wyatt, uh, we've, we've talked about his new character yeah. here, um, hasn't been in front of the audience on TV since last August, F- finally made his uh, raw return this past Monday night. Uh, he was dressed up. In his fiend gimmick, destroyed Finn Balor. Crowd went absolutely nuts. Uh, your thoughts on this? I loved it. I, they got something cool with this one. If uh, so, this is the kind of thing like I told you too. And not necessarily an Undertaker didn't have a, a ton of world champion uh, W like world championships necessarily runs. Um, you got to do something with this though of meaning of meaning overall in the big picture. I, I, I would hope so um, because it's cool. And I think the fan interest is there and uh, there's been, I haven't seen anything negative with it, quite frankly. I think people, and it's it scares kids and I think adults love it. Yeah. That, and that's rare in this day and age to have a character that can appeal to both audiences, whether, whether it's good for that part of the audience and bad for the younger. Cause if I was a kid, I'm sure I'd be terrified of this with that, with the, some of this stuff, but I love the mask. I'm curious to see how he could wrestle in that. And it's like, it's almost like the boogeyman, which by the way, in my, when I saw the raw reunion boogeyman and they've already done something in the past with those two, no doubt in my mind, I, I would be shocked if they didn't. This is a perfect opportunity for them to do something with the boogeyman and Bray Wyatt again with this new, this new persona of his and not have him wrestle, but do some kind of, kind of cool in ring segment. And, uh, and get rid of the boogeyman again for a while, like they did. And because um, I know Bray, Bray's very, a very creative individual, and um, I'm digging it. I, I just don't know how you, once he goes back to wrestling, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. This, the cool part of this is the mystique in this a bit. So that's always a, a weird angle how you're going to get into all of a sudden doing, you know, making your entrance and then tying it all together. So it's. I love it, though. I'm into all the yeah. whole thing. Do you expect him to be doing both characters with, with the red sweater? Like next Monday on, on Raw, he's on, you know, has the red sweater on. He's apologizing for attacking Finn and, you know, kind of doing that split personality. Game. I think that would be the best thing to do to have him on TV because then you can put him in. It, it gives you more freedom with the character where one the muscle man is. It, it makes him even that because when, when he has that mask on, it's scary. You're creeped out by it. So to have that, that's not going to go away. And then to allow him to, to have this bipolar, these split personalities where you can have him involved in different backstage segments and you never know what you're going to get with him. I think I, I 100% think that's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Raw reunion. That's this Monday. Uh, I mean, they have booked just a ton of people for this show. Yeah. 
Um, a few people have turned it down. Bret Hart, uh, who oh. was at Double or Nothing, he, he turned down appearing. Um, Bully Ray said he was invited, but he turned it down. And Jim Ross also said, uh, who's with AEW, had turned it down. Uh, so no AEW talent on this show, uh, but it's it's a loaded show. They've got Booker T, uh, Hulk Hogan, DX, uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, uh, Sid Vicious, uh, I, I said Steve Austin, right? <laughs> Stone Cold, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge one. Uh, just tons of people. Mick Foley, Molina, Mark Henry, Lillian Garcia, Kevin, Na- Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle. Um, do you think it's too many to where, because what we saw at Raw 25, you have a bunch of these legends, and they're just playing poker backstage. Um, yeah. Would, would it be more impactful if they just had four or five as opposed to 50? Um Yes, but I, I understand having everybody there and advertising it. I think it's up to them to find a creative way to get everybody involved. And it's it's not always uh, it's not an easy task when you have that many talent and all of your roster that you're still trying to put on a, a you know a show. Um, that comes down to creative though and Vince and, and them having to really think this out how they're going to incorporate every talent and try to get them a little TV time and um, when you have that many, though, it, it's always bound to disappoint some people in some regard. Um, so I don't. I, it, that they they have a stacked roster as far as they're bringing in for this. Um, we saw with the last one too. The what was it? The was it the twenty fifth? Yeah, yeah, Raw twenty five. Yeah, that was that was it, it, it was too many, and it wasn't people like you said, and didn't have the impact that it could have. So we'll see how they do this. I don't. I don't know. I always say give them an opportunity, and we'll see. But the last one, it could have been better. But so I'm glad it's good to get people back there, and I'm sure everyone. It means a lot to a lot of people to get back and be able to be seen. So, yeah, and I'm assuming you've spoken out a lot about how WWE can make the the company better for their performers and their talent, and uh, so I'm assuming they probably didn't extend an invite to you. (laughs) I've had no communication with them as of. uh, I'm trying to think of the last. With Mark Carano, I had some communication. That's been a bit. That was over my ankle, some ankle stuff too. Yeah, yeah. The other, the only communication I have is through Rod McMahon, Vince McMahon's brother. He uses Feed Me More Nutrition, and we uh, we go back and forth on emails. So, whoa, Rod McMahon. Uh, he lives in Houston, right? Houston, yes. That's where I met him, and uh, met him at Gold's Gym many years ago. I told you this, where I told Vince I met his brother, and Vince got, and I go, I can see the resemblance. And because they, they look very similar, and Vince got red in the face and uh, extremely angry with me. Um, and then he locked me in a room with his mother um, <laughs> to meet his mom in Houston. This is a random, I've talked about this. And that, I shouldn't say he didn't lock me, but he brought me in to meet his mom, and it was just me and his mom. And uh, she looked great. She was 90 something years old at the time. And she goes, My son's going to live to be very old. <laughs> and um, I thought that was very odd, first thing that she told me. And uh, I go, Cool. <laughs> And then we talked a little bit, and then the rest of some people came in. And um, but Rod, no, yeah, that's his. He's uh, in the steel manufacturing business, and uh, we don't talk a lot about. Um, I, and I'm a very respectful. I'm not going to say anything bad about his brother or anything. It's, he likes right. to feed me more nutrition. He loves the the supplements, and uh, we just we stayed in contact a little bit. So it's. Um, that's my only communication with the McMahons. <laughs> Wait, why did why did Vince get upset? I don't. I, to this day, I don't know. I don't know what the because Rod talks to Vince still. Because so, I thought maybe they didn't talk or there was some sort of 
which I don't know the details. I haven't asked any of that, but right. he, um, Vince, I just, cause I saw the resemblance like in their nose and their face. Cause I thought Rod, when I met him at Gold's gym in Houston many years ago, I thought he was possibly lying to me at first that, cause I didn't know Vince had a brother and they're around the same age or Rod, I think Rod's 75 around that. I believe he said, so he might be a little bit older than Vince. Okay. And, uh, but as I was looking at his face, I saw I clearly like the nose is identical and just like kind of under the eyes, you could just see built very, uh, Rod might be a little thinner, but built very similar height, everything. And, uh, I realized he wasn't bullshitting me. So when I told Vince and he said he did have a brother, I could see the resemblance. And then he just, I'm not, his face just got beat red. <laughs> And he got angry, and it was during the Rybaxel period. I go, fuck. Like, how did, <laughs> how did this backfire? I'm, like, just talking to him. And yeah. <clears throat> you never know. People, yeah, I think a lot of people are fascinated because you, we've never seen uh, Rod McMahon on TV. Um, Personality-wise, is he similar to Vince at all or just a completely different guy? I, so I don't know. Because uh, we, we go back and forth it, it, on emails, and a lot of times, like, it's not um, – he seems like a very nice, genuine human being. He like yeah. he seems uh, he loves animals. Like I like I talked to him about my dogs a little bit. What's going on? So, uh, but I guess somebody was telling me they've never seen a picture of Rod McMahon, yeah. and so they, I, I had no idea this was like a, an online thing. But yeah, he's um, I yeah I very genuine guy. I don't know. He always and he tells me he goes Vince spoke very highly of you whenever we talked about you. And so I was just go, that's, I go, I'm not shocked. I'm, I'm that happy. I'm happy to hear that. But I got, and I told him, I go, it's unfortunate. I said, there's, I have my, my issues with them and he, I don't need to go into detail with them. I know what they are and that needs to be taken care of on a whole other conversation with Vince if it's ever taken care of. But right, I, I can just separate things. And the guy, I met him at gy the gym. He was a nice guy to me. We had a good conversation, stayed in touch. And he's just like, to me, he's just, like, comes across like a normal guy. Um, he doesn't, uh, so I don't know how different or similarly they are. Cause I don't know Vince that well outside of just business discussions almost and a little bit of gym talk, but he loves to gym. He's very similar to Vince in that regard. He's 75 and still working out and he likes feeding me more nutrition. So he's all right in my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We had a, a former WWE writer, Krista Joseph, uh, who's a Lucha Underground executive producer. Yeah. Uh, he, he was on once and I, I believe it was him. It might've been Court Bauer, but they were talking about how they were going to use Rod McMahon for the funeral segment for Vince McMahon uh, oh, when wow. Vince's limo blew up. And that was going to be the, the one time he appeared on WWE television, but create, you know, the, the, that whole thing got next after, yeah, <laughs> a whole that's a whole different. Yeah, Vince volunteering his brother though to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for the dangerous stunt. <laughs> it's uh, no, I uh, it's one of those things. I didn't know there's another guy I talked to, and he goes, "Wait a second, you know Rod McMahon?" And I was just go, "Yeah," I go, "Like I've talked to him for quite a bit, and it's not like anything elaborate, but it's yeah. that's my one McMahon connection." <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, so going back to the Raw reunion, uh, maybe this is related, maybe it's not, but The Rock was at the WWE Performance Center last week. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn noted that he ran into The Rock and uh, thanked The Rock for helping him with the Sami for Syria campaign. Uh, and The Rock had retweeted some stuff that Sami was doing for it. Um, and yeah, the, the Rock, the day before, he was doing media for his upcoming movie, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And noted that he was heading to the East Coast the next day. So, um, 
maybe it's something to do with Hobbs and Shaw. Maybe he's just filming some stuff. But yeah, he was at the uh, performance center. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if because if, if Roman was down, or they had to, they wanted to film some stuff with him and Roman, maybe that could have been a location to do it. And then he's down there and talked to the guys. I, either way, I think it's great for people at the performance center. You get any of his time, he's uh, he's done very well for himself and outside of wrestling, and then he's always going to be connected to pro wrestling in one way, shape, or form or another. And um, yeah. I think it, 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 I remember when you know when I was down at FCW Florida Championship Wrestling, they'd have different people come down, and you always could learn something from the guys that come down. You just you just whether it was a legend like Ricky Steamboat coming down, or you know they had John Cena come in once, and this is when they were kind of going through a transition where they needed stars, or they needed more stars, and guys the roster was getting switched over to this newer generation while we were down there, and. I never, I'll never forget. Cena came down wearing a suit and gave a and cut a, a kind of a promo, and he and he just kind of, which one of you fucking guys is going to come up and take my job? And I just remember thinking, I'm going to fucking do it. And little did I know the, but that was that. It was a good talk, is what I'm, I'm getting at with this. And I'm sure there were other guys that thought, I'm, I'm going to fucking do it too. And uh, but they had the head guy come down and almost kind of challenge everybody. Like, which one of you guys are going to get out of this shithole and come up here and fucking take my job? And uh, little did any of us know what would be welcoming us when we got there and whatnot. But that's um, it's good to have a guy like The Rock, who's not actually there, but can, has had all the success in the world, kind of light a fire under these guys' asses to, to make them even hungrier. So I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels, as we mentioned, will also be on Raw. He will also be on SmackDown. It was announced that he will be on SmackDown doing commentary. Uh, Michaels said that uh, he's going to be joining commentary and that he's been practicing. Right now, this appears to be a one-off. Uh, but yeah, the, do you think they're testing something out, or is it just uh, just trying to give SmackDown a little something this week since Raw is so loaded? Uh, it could be testing it. I'm sure there's always a, a reason to their to everything they do but if they're seems like this for whatever reason is this week important for them ratings wise and not really i mean the you so it, it so they they do that have their investors call coming up uh later this week so that is so right there it's, so they could easily say look at our ratings this week we're now on the right track yeah and, and everything's increasing that but, is 100 then what it, I, I knew there was something there had because i remember this the reunion thing kind of just popped up out of nowhere i feel like i as far as for me seeing it um they will usually in bringing sean to smackdown to hopefully get a little bit of a boost and advertise it and yeah. where the ratings are it just gives them the as long as they're decent they they can fall back on that whereas if they're all-time low numbers for the week that's yeah. a bad discussion to have in that meeting where they can say, look, this week we had these, these strong numbers or these solid numbers. We, we were up the past two or three weeks. Um, it makes it harder for anybody to kind of say anything in those meetings. So that, that would probably, I mean, it's smart. You got to do yeah. something. However, it, it you got to do something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to that point, uh, so the USA Network actually – uh, requested this Raw reunion show, um, and WWE had you know they have SmackDown 20 coming up this fall. It's going to be on Fox. They're obviously going to load up their Fox debut. Whether it's going to be the SmackDown 20 show or they do that a few weeks later, uh, that's not known. So doing two of these shows just a few months apart, um, Matt Morgan on our post uh, Raw uh, podcast he speculated that USA 
was kind of doing it, kind of feeling like to, to kind of jump the gun on Fox, feeling like you know they've been with WWE forever. Yeah. Possibly it's their way of saying, hey, you know, we, we want that too. Or very, like that. very, very possible. They're dealing with two major TV networks that that both have their the wrestling on their programming and. Um, I'm sure. Did USA want SmackDown as well? Still, and WWE left for more money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. they I mean, because they were paying so much for Raw, they yeah. let SmackDown go, but they didn't want both. Yeah. So I mean, there's always it's when it comes down to business like that. I'm sure there's always a reason for that. If, if USA is getting, I feel like I've. It seems like more and more lately we're hearing about USA requesting things. To have on, which is, I never remember hearing that. And it never, at least it never came out if it ever did. You know, now it's much more public, which I find weird how that's getting out now, or it's just people have access to the information more. Um, But that's scary because the USA, it just kind of, I just get flashbacks of hearing about like the WCW era with the, what's the guy that ran Pizza Hut that they brought in? Was it Jim Hurd? Um, uh, uh, I can't remember. uh, Not Harvey Schiller, right? I can't remember. I just from okay. but one of the pizza executives at WCW brought in and fucking <laughs> bombed and like because he knew nothing about wrestling. Where now you get these guys that ne- don't necessarily know anything about wrestling, but they're just trying to get ratings and right. and not saying maybe they do. I don't know, but I just kind of it's like ooh when you start getting when you st- you can get too big, you know, and it, it, you got a lot more people throwing in their opinion and you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. It, it can create a mess at times. So. But as long yeah. as Vince is still, you know, he's always somehow managed it one way or another. Yeah, it'll be interesting, like, in the future, if USA and Fox, if they start butting heads a little bit with WWE, saying, hey, you know, we want a certain star, we want a certain show. Yeah. Um, or, you know, so or if SmackDown we'll starts doing really good ratings randomly, because Fox wants it more presented a certain way, and that works. And right. then the USA is going to, well, we need better ratings, too, and it's going to... I look at it, too, from the thing with the superstars. I'm telling you, having that schedule where they had it where you're on the road four days a week, where they had Raw and SmackDown separate, because my whole time there, I had to do both shows. You're on the road almost five days a week, every week, on top of tours, and it's the most grueling fucking schedule in the world. And more and more guys, I've noticed, are doing those Raw and SmackDowns. It wears on you, Raj. Like, you literally, everything becomes a blur. When you have four days, it's for whatever reason, four is... So much more manageable because you get that you get that half day home usually on the road, and then you get one full day or two full days, kind of at home with it. Whereas if it's just the five days on the road, you get one and a half days home, and it's the half day doing everything to get ready to go back on the road, luggage, air, laundry, everything, pay bills, hang out with your family, and then that next day you're stressed because you got to usually get to bed and get up super early for that flight out that morning. So it's like. You get the only one night of like relaxed sleep out of the week, essentially, on that half day. Whereas the other one, you get two, and it helps drastically. So that's the other thing with the talent start burning. They start burning on both can both ends of the candle because the networks want all the major stars. They're gonna and they're gonna if it starts coming down to that. So yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, the last major story this week: Eric Bischoff. Uh, Finally moved to Stanford this week. He was not uh, there on Tuesday. He was not a part, He had no involvement with Tuesday's SmackDown show, uh, but he did go to the office on Wednesday. He said he was getting himself oriented, and this week he's really stepping into his job. Um, 
Now, it's reported that he's actually not going to be that involved with the actual creative process in, okay. in, as far as pitching ideas and angles, but overseeing the creative team and managing the creative team. Uh, so, yeah, Bischoff um, starting with his first real backstage role with WWE uh, 20 years after the Monday Night Wars pretty much uh, this week. Yeah, I think that's an interesting – I think this kind of, to me, with everything with Vince and the XFL – it's like they're getting some stuff in place to where the shows can run themselves and have without Vince there. And yeah. It honestly is what it, which is a scary thing to think about, but it's also a necessary thing that needs to happen. I think it, it, we don't know which way it's going to go, um, but it's their way of getting people that had a lot of, um, that were heavily involved in the wrestling industry that Vince probably knows has been there and done it. And, incorporating them into the WWE system. And I'm sure Eric's role can grow even significantly more if things go well, where he may have more creative freedom as time goes on. It's just right now they might be limiting it to get him just to get a system in place. And I wouldn't be shocked if he does well with SmackDown. He might be the one they use for Raw as well to kind of run things when Vince isn't there. And he always answers to Vince, but he's Vince when he's there. You know what I mean? Without... and. So it's interesting, and it having Paul in you know on a creative end. I like Paul on a creative end, having him there, and then you got Bruce Pritchard on a creative end. I think, and you just need someone to kind of oversee everything. And if Vince still has the final say, it's interesting to see what then Eric is necessarily exactly doing. But I think it's a way for them to start delegating more responsibility and creating these key positions of power to get the the system running without Vince all the time yeah which is they have to do because he's getting if he just happens to pass away next week god forbid you know they need to have a plan in place because their stock will fall tremendously if they people they have to stockholders have to have confidence that this major corporation can run without vince and i yeah. think that's their way of maybe they're they're kind of which kind of what makes you ask well what kind of condition is vince in? if vince has finally got to that point where he's realized you know, and is it only the XFL that he knows he's going to be too busy? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, starting this October, it's going to be one of the most fascinating periods in pro wrestling that we've seen with WWE on Fox and yeah. AEW, and then the XFL uh, getting ready to ramp up. It's it, it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting. Another thing with that um, is Fox executives uh, stated to affiliates that uh, they're planning to move NXT to TV. So. Oh, wow. So chances are it would be head-to-head -head with AEW. AEW still hasn't announced which night or any arenas, and that's coming up quick. Um, but, yeah, it looks very well like uh, NXT could be head-to-head -head with AEW this fall. I'd heard rumors uh, before that that was going to be the case. They were going to do that to counter, kind of counter-program uh, AEW. And it makes perfect sense from a business standpoint. They don't need to do it with their two big shows, they got their developmental show, which is a similar style to AEW, mm -hmm. and why not? I mean, if you're that big of a business and you're trying, when it comes down to business, why would you make it easy for anybody to have success when you could put the NXT show? And I think that's why I think there's a game of kind of chess going on right now with AEW kind of holding off on announcing an official uh, night of the week in time and because w but WWE will wait all day. They'll just wait right. for them to come out, and then they'll they'll wait a month and start it. After you know what I mean. It, so I think WWE has the upper hand on that end, as far as luxury, because they 
it's they have so much else going on. But it's going to be interesting with Vince if his role is diminishing or or he's he's has more going on, and there's this other program coming up now. And not saying wars are starting, but it's going to be. There's definitely some bad blood there that he and he's older now. There's a lot, a lot of questions, Raj. That they're getting good. The only way to know is just if they have to happen. So, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, well, th- we covered a lot here, did, but yes. uh, thanks, thanks as always for having Likewise. me. Likewise, anything, Raj? You want to go ahead and plug to wrap up this week? Uh, yeah, just uh, you know, as always, check out WrestlingInc.com. Uh, we have tons of news all the time, as well as exclusive interviews. We've had exclusive interviews this week with uh, uh, TJP, D'Lo Brown, uh, Craig Mitchell, who does the uh, video uh, vignettes for Ali, um, Austin Lane, who uh, MMA fighter, okay. he fought Greg Hardy. Uh, he also covers pro wrestling for ESPN. And uh, Killer Cross, lots of other people, so definitely keep checking us out. Good deal. Thank you, Raj, as always. And we'll be right back, guys, after these messages. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Summer is approaching fast, and now is the time to not only get your diet on track, but also stock up on Feed Me More Nutrition. You can save 20% with discount code PODCAST20. Whether you're looking for long-lasting clean energy with our Wake Up Unlimited Energy, available in pink lemonade and our new green apple, melting fat off with Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner, or getting a great night's rest with our powerful all-natural GTS Go to Sleep. Feed Me More Nutrition has you covered with seven different products that contain no artificial colors or sweeteners and use more natural ingredients that work synergistically to give you the results you deserve. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Feed Me More. All right, back here. Oh, what a week, what a week. Big thank you to Dr. Berg uh, for coming on. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that. Give him a follow on YouTube and Instagram. Um, the guy, he is providing facts on a lot of different things. and <clears throat> I'm always very open to different ways of eating. And again, and but taking in all information and, and trying to apply it and maybe altering it slightly if you have to. And I've talked about on this you know, podcast with me, I can't do super high fats. I just, I, the results just are not there for me on it. But for whatever reason, with higher protein and controlling my fats and keeping my carbs very minimal, I have great success, which is a form of 
the keto diet, the principles. It's just maybe I've replaced some of the fat with more protein. <clears throat> and my body is, and you've seen on my pictures, it is, it's, I'm finally feel like I've really starting to make some real progress. So, um, I, I've added in the choline like Dr. Berg suggested and will continue to incorporate this into my diet, but I just can't, I believe there could be extremes with things too and taken into my genetics and the different tests I've had and trying to find a way to make it work. Cause like I said, I've seen on the cholesterol and things of that nature when my carbs are limited or just doing one carb day a week or every 10 days, my cholesterol profile, it comes back significantly improved as well. So, uh, I can't thank him enough for coming on. I, I dig having these people, such knowledge and information, uh, being able to have access to them. Uh, and hopefully you guys are learning, uh, in the process. And if you hear something, you give them a follow and you, you search for the information that will apply to you. That's kind of my whole thing with all of this and why I, I listen to the amount of books and read the amount of books that I do. And I just look for things that I could apply and maybe get one or two things from something and constantly trying to mold and evolve and grow. And that's kind of the, the point of all this, uh, for me, and it, it's, personally for me on a lot of it and for you that in you're going to hear something in this in these conversations that might resonate with you or might have significant meaning or might open your eyes to something you weren't aware of and um, get you uh, living a healthier lifestyle so thank you again to Dr. Berg thank you as always to Raj Geary for coming on uh, with the wrestling report cannot thank him and Ryan Satin enough for always being available every week I really, truly enjoy that part of the show. This week, guys, big thank you, as always, to BlueChew, BlueChew.com. You can save. I got to do, go to BlueChew.com. You can save. You get free shipping. Just pay $5. Um, you just, wait, I'm sorry. You uh, completely have botched this, guys. This is what happens. This is a free read for them this week, too. Anyways. Go to BlueChew.com to get your first order free when you use promo code Ryback. Just pay $5 shipping. It's not free shipping, guys. It's $5. But your order is free with the code Ryback. That's BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com. <laughs> I got a busy week, guys. I got a lot going on. I'm going to tell you guys all about that. Real Good Foods. You can save 15% with RealGoodFoods.com. Discount code Ryback. They got the cauliflower pizza, the, the keto pizza, the keto enchiladas, the keto jalapeno poppers, the keto breakfast sandwiches. If you are in a low-carb lifestyle diet, realgoodfoods.com, I'm telling you, you guys, you will thank me. I, the pizzas and enchiladas are worth it in my book alone. Fuelmeals.com, save 15% with discount code the big guy. Fuelmeals.com, that's my personal meal prep service I use uh, for chicken, steak, broccoli vegetables they got they got i got uh my um turkey burgers there and uh i rely on those heavily at different points to eat one or two throughout the day uh with my busy schedule high quality food affordable very affordable if you guys think like these these fuel these uh food delivery services cause sometimes people think oh I, I can't afford it it's really not that it's like eight to ten dollars a meal when you break it down to what you're actually spending you know on food or ordering out or post-mating food and whatnot, you know, it's, uh, it could be a lot more expensive. Hell, you post some, uh, chicken wings on, 
you know, on, on Postmates and you spend 26, 27 bucks easy, 20, 20 something bucks. So eight to 10 bucks ain't so bad to eat healthy as well on that. Feed me more nutrition as always, guys. Podcast 20, you can save 20% on feedmemore.com. We've uh, continued to make changes on that website as we continue to grow and improve it and make the shopping experience uh, smoother and easier for you guys. We're actually doing a, a free add-on with the 10-count creatine. Uh, it's my 10-creatine complex enhanced with bioparin and glycer pump, uh, which is a great addition to the Finish It BCAA or the Wake Up Unlimited Energy. Uh, where Place your order on feedmemore.com. You'll get a pop-up asking if you want to... Um, we're actually doing two different pop-ups add-ons. We're doing one with half off on the GTS. Uh, and then as you check out, we'll give you the offer for the free creatine. No gimmicks, nothing. Just hit yes. You want the free 10-count creatine. We give you a 10-count creatine for free on feedmemore.com. Kind of a way to encourage more traffic uh, to go through our website as well. Um, and big news, I, I do want to announce this on here. And I'm trying to get the logistics all worked out. Um and with the correct company. Uh, when I started Feed Me More Nutrition, one of the things I wanted to do right away with it was actually to give back. And I was not, a, I tried to do it with the Las Vegas Rescue Mission for a bit. And it was, I didn't, and I donated to them in the past. I didn't like, they, they were not very hands-on and didn't seem to want to, essentially what I want to do is when you go on feedmemore.com for Feed Me More Nutrition, you place your order I simply want to get it set up where $1 from every order, and that's what we're going to start with, is going to be donated to uh, a service of like something. It's either like the Las Vegas Rescue Mission feeds the homeless. Um, I've reached out to Tony Robbins Feeding America. That's the one I want to partner with. Uh, I'm trying because of their size. And they'll have to do nothing. All they have to do is just no problem, and then we could get everything set up. Where And then maybe have it where if you want to match that donation, the dollar donation on checkout, you can. If not, no hard feelings. I'm donating the dollar anyways. And where, because $1 feeds, it could anywhere, it could feed three. I, I don't know if it's like $1 can feed three people. There's the different things the different sites have, but with how they can spread that money. Um, but it's a way with Feed Me More, uh, I feel... That we have a responsibility. Feed me more. It's it's. I feel like people sometimes, if you don't understand the mindset of it, it's always wanting more, not being satisfied. It's setting goals, achieving those goals. You know, going through that process and then setting more goals and never really becoming complacent, enjoying the process. This is the meaning for me. It's very, just self-driven, stay hungry mindset. With that, I think there's no greater thing to donate to than to help feed the homeless. Feed them more. So that's what I'm trying to incorporate, and uh, I'm getting this worked out now. There's another company, Three Square, here in Vegas that does Nevada, that if I can't get Feeding America, I will I will get that worked out with Three Square and get it set up, and we're going to start doing that. Because I feel when you have a business, especially the supplement industry, which I'm very talked about, I'm not happy with a lot of the way this business, this industry is. I, I feel it's setting a good example that um, giving back. And growing that, and uh, there's a good way to make money in a bad way. And, and, and the more you could do good and help provide a product of service that's, that's healthy and helps people in their lives, and you can give to a good cause, that's a good day at the office. So that is just speaking out loud on where we're trying to go with this. 
and get that incorporated into the website. So hopefully uh, I'll have great news on that front very soon. The fruity cereal protein should be out uh, the week after August 3rd, that week, <clears throat> probably between August 3rd and August 10th, if I have to give a, a, a narrow time there. Uh, I would say for sure we're going to have it by then. The brain feed, our brain uh, memory and focus formula, is which is like alpha brain, way stronger. And, uh, and I've talked about a little bit on Instagram, not charging $80 a bottle will most likely be $39.99. And a uh, very affordable brain supplement that actually truly helps with memory and focus. We are getting that started. The labels are just getting finalized on that front. So thank you guys for supporting Feed Me More Nutrition. That's my baby, feedmemore.com and Amazon. We have another seller on Amazon as well as we continue to grow. And uh, it's a lot of work, but it's well worth it. And it's I, I talk about the supplement industry, guys, and it upsets me when I see. And I don't want to. I try, and I'm working on this too, and I'm going to. C.T. Fletcher's coming on here first week of August. Got Brian Carroll next week, one of the world's strongest men, 1,200-pound squatter, to talk about his book, The Gift of Injury. And I've read it and how it's helping me. And, uh, but talking, I I have, I'm trying to, where you don't, I try not to be judgmental of people, but I I talk from a competitive standpoint too. Like it's bullshit. And I don't want to be around it either because I think you got people, they, I think there's a huge misconception with a lot of people too. They think they got to take steroids to be successful. I think that's fucking stupid. And it's, and it's, I think we just need to get rid of steroids altogether. And it's as far as all competitions and not outside of medicinal use and and TRT, HRT in normal functional levels is that is what is optimal health. That is that is an entirely different ballgame to people just abusing drugs and because you can't monitor it and you sacrifice your health greatly. And to me, I just get upset in the supplement industry when I see like the bodybuilders and everyone buys stuff based on names. The top guys have the big supplement companies. If you guys knew what they were spending on their formulas and what they were charging you, it's absolute fucking bullshit. Just straight up. And uh, it, I got news for you guys. That's not what these guys have taken to look the way that they look. And uh, a lot of them, too, if you ever see, and this is just being me speaking honestly on the situation, a lot of them, if you see what they look like when their careers are done, they don't even look like your average human being. And then you got some that will stay on to keep their image as they move on. And people buy into it. And it just to me is just fucking stupid. And I, but I, I try not to focus on that, but I just see it and I see what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I've actually used my supplements, these formulas to help contribute to my success and my physique, which I think is one of the all time. And I'm not, as far as power wrestlers and physiques without drugs, I'm very proud of what I've been able to achieve. And I'll just leave it at that. And, um, but it, it, it's not going to be an easy battle to win because the entire industry has been created on fraud and tricking people. And it still goes on to this day. And that's why I tell people, please look at my labels. Look at my labels. And then you look at all the other labels and you will see the difference, the feed me more nutrition difference in the ingredients that we're using. And I'm not perfect. I'm, there's things I'm going to change moving on, make formulas even better. I'm constantly trying to learn about this stuff and find things. And I'm, I'm still mixing different things and trying different things and getting feedback and seeing 
okay, if I add a little bit of this to this to the wake up unlimited energy, it gives me a little bit more mental clarity. I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to add that in. Trying to make the flavors as good as possible because stevia is harder to sweeten with than aspartame and sucralose. But I made a post about it too, guys. These companies that use this stuff, a lot of them too will create a family image. Like, fam, hey fam, we're a fam. Would you feed your family poison? I want it. Would you create a $2 formula and sell it to them for like 50 or 60 bucks? Fuck, that's kind of robbing your family, isn't it? That's the shit we're dealing with here, guys. It's not going to be popular. It's not going to be easy. I'm not perfect myself, but I believe in business. And I've always said, well, I don't know why we punish people to eat healthy, to do healthy things, to supplement healthy. I don't get it. It sucks. That's why my prices, my profit margins are much smaller than all the other supplement companies because I should be charging a lot more for my supplements based on the ratios, which is why it's been hard for me to get distribution because I won't raise my prices so that they can make way more money because that's all they care about, all these, that the supplement stores and dis- distributors, all they care about is money. And that's great. When you're in business, you got to make money. But I believe when you're in an industry that you're providing, health is the number one fucking thing, that's the number one obligation. And, and not robbing people. I'm going to make money still. I might not make as much as some of the other ones. But you know what? I'm doing the right fucking thing. I'm not being a piece of shit. So... I'll continue to be me, and it's it's going to fucking, I'm going to love looking back at this. I'm going to fucking love looking back at all of this period and the, the trials and tribulations and the hurdles and the obstacles and the adversity and, and overcoming all of it step by step from my health, from Sophie's to creating multiple businesses and investments and just looking back and just fucking smiling because of doing it the right way. And you're going to set an example doing it the right way because there's a lot of bad motherfuckers out there that... Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But all I can do is focus on what I'm doing, tell you guys the truth as I always have, and my truth, and just continue, continue doing the right thing. Moving on this week, guys, I do want to, actually, I'm going to hold on and throw in one other thing, guys. I apologize. The I always seem to forget them. I don't know why, because I'm not a big better. BetOnline.ag, guys. You can go to betonline.ag uh, or clnsmedia.com slash Ryback and use discount code CLNS50 if you're a big better. Baseball season's in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with betonline.ag. You guys go in there, and uh, because you're loyal listeners of the podcast, you just go in, and we're giving you an extra 50% added to your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash Ryback. So if you're into the betting, guys, I, I clearly you can tell I don't fucking know a goddamn thing about betting. I live in Vegas. I don't bet. I don't know how to play poker. I could play a little bit of blackjack. I could put fucking money into the slot, the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. I've never learned because I just think it's not my thing. I don't like it. And um, But betting, if you are into betting, BetOnline.ag. It's just not for me, but it might be for you. And uh, we also have a, a commercial in there as well for that during the show. BetOnline.ag. All right, guys, moving on. Top three. My top three for this week. The big guys' top three of the week. Top three movies of all time. I'm pulling up a book here as well, the author for 
something else for you guys. Moving on. My phone is freezing, which is always nice. Top three movies. Guys, number three. This one, I got the poster in here, which you can't see, but I've filmed it before on IG, is Kingpin with Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. I love Kingpin. It is uh, fond memories of it growing up. It's, uh, it's a feel-good movie. If it's, if it's on, I'll, I'll watch it. If I just put on the TV and I see Kingpin's on, I stop everything. I watch it because it just is one of those movies. I love bowling, you know, listening to this podcast. I love just the whole thing. Everything has a little bit of everything. I love comedies. And uh, so, yeah, Kingpin, actually, that was tough. There were quite a few movies I, I could have put for number three, but Kingpin, Kingpin edged them out. Number two, Wedding Crashers with Vince Vaughn. Will Ferrell makes an appearance in there. I uh, Owen Wilson as well. That movie is another movie for me that when I was going through my most difficult times in Louisville and uh, had a little bit of a drinking problem and <clears throat> went through a bad breakup and was really, really missing wrestling and was a little down on my luck and had discovered the secret and was turning things around for me. That movie... Um, I watched it every single night. I would, I would had a routine. I talked about this. I would go back to my little shitty studio apartment and I'd work all day at Smoky Bones, get my workout in oftentimes drunk and work long, you know, usually 12 hour days, if not longer, sometimes at the restaurant, I'd always go buy a bottle of Burnett's vodka, get some grizzly chewing tobacco. I would watch WrestleMania matches. I had the WrestleMania, and I still have it, the DVD box set, old WrestleMania box set. And I would just watch wrestling matches to just watch film. But I would also get wasted in the process, going back and forth between dipping and drinking every night, every night. And I'm talking the big bottle, the big-ass cheap bottle of Burnett's flavored vodka, usually with Diet Mountain Dew. And uh, after I would watch wrestling, I would always put Wedding Crashers on because that movie just gave me comfort in a time when I didn't have a lot of comfort for whatever reason. Because I, laughing, I always just loved laughing, loved laughing, which if you've watched me, I just, I've always humor and sarcasm and I, I think it's just a great thing to laugh. Helps all the time. And uh, I would fall asleep with that movie on and that, the, the intro would play all throughout the night and when I'd wake up hungover, get up, start my day, I'd be a machine still, hungover machine, and just get shit done. But that's why Wedding Crashers comes in at number two, has a significant meaning to me at, a, at my low point in my life. And coming at number one, no surprise, Terminator 2, with Arnold and the influence he's been on me with his mindset. Uh, just that movie, and that was the creation of the Ryback character with, that, with Burnett's vodka, with Grizzly chewing tobacco, Ryback was created um, when Terminator 2 came on and I was sitting in a drunken stupor and trying to think of a way to reinvent myself for wrestling and uh, combining Silverback, my original nickname as a kid and wrestling nickname, with my name Ryan at the time, and Ryback was born. So Terminator 2 will forever be number one because its play had the most impact on my life personally. And really excited with the new Terminator movie coming out here this summer. I cannot wait to go see it. It's uh, on my to-do list. All right. 
the health nutrition tip of the week brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, all natural supplements sweetened with stevia and monk fruit available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Guys, this week, the importance of fiber. And I've talked about this before on my tips, but for all the new listeners and with the YouTube Ryback TV, stevia fiber, it's health plus colon cleanse, promotes heart health, regularity, and weight loss, guys. Um, Men, I've often different, they have different amounts for fiber, but if you can get 30 to 40 grams of fiber a day, which nobody, most people don't even come close to that, guys, it greatly helps you with everything that you're doing. It can help create regularity too. And I'll tell you what I do. <clears throat> it's, I'll take typically 25 to 30 grams of this and this sweet with stevia. There's no aspartame, no sucralose. I'll take three or four scoops at night before I go to bed, guys. Because what I like to do then is I feel like it helps. And then that next morning and you get in a regular routine where you just flushes you out and you're just, you're ready to rock your day. And it, it, but it helps with the weight loss. I'm finding even more. And then I get the rest of my fiber and my broccoli and my, my vegetables and salads. So this is health plus colon cleanse. I get it on Amazon. Um, and you don't have to take that much. You might only want to take one or two tablespoons. It's not overly expensive. I want to say 15 bucks a bottle probably will last you guys. I don't know if you get a month out of it or not. The way I use it, I probably got to buy a couple a month uh, and whatnot. But it's well worth it for your health. Especially to a lot of people times doing the keto, the low-carb diets. They don't eat a lot of vegetables and they, they don't get a lot of fiber. Fiber is is extremely, it's, it's one of the key things we need in our diets, guys. And uh, it will, it just, it helps everything. And Dr. Berg has a lot of great stuff on it as well. He's very big into the fiber. And uh, it will only enhance everything else that you're doing. All right, this week, my thought of the week the, this week, my motivational tip of the week, if we want to call it that. Motivational thought of the week. I'm pulling up the uh, author's name because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, not say yes. I believe this is it. This week I want to talk to you guys about The Four Agreements. It's a book and it's by Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, uh, a, per, a Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. I've read this book multiple times. And I think it's, there's four things in this book um, that if we apply to our lives uh, will, will greatly help what we're doing. And those four agreements are um, be impeccable with your word is number one. And what that means simply, guys, is be honest, be truthful, which is something I have always taken pride in doing and telling your truth and from your point of view and from your mindset, not trying to trick or lie to people, just being honest. Be impeccable with your word because it, it, it greatly will affect everything else that you're doing in your life. If you're somebody that people can't trust or they think you're lying to them, um, it will affect your relationships. It will, it will negatively affect your relationships and negatively affect all areas of your life. So be impeccable with your word, number one. Two, don't take anything personal. Tough for all of us on that probably. A lot of people not to take things personal. And, uh, I, I try to keep myself open to understanding what other people are going through and why 
what struggles they might have to, to have those feelings. And oftentimes the people that are lashing out at people being trolls and, and being vicious or acting uh, with erratic, negative behavior is because it's a reflection of, of what they're going through and their mindset more than anything. It's definitely their mindset more than anything. Is they feel it's appropriate with what they're doing because they're, they're in a bad place. So trying not to take anything personal. And, and again, one of the things that has helped me with that too is that, again, going back to the energy code with Sue Mortar, who's in the archives on these podcasts, is choosing to believe uh, everything works in our favor and our benefit. And two, responding to things when people do things towards us with love and kindness. And again, to kind of the everything working out in our favor for me, I could look at everything in WWE and um, it's really hard that situation. I took a lot of that very personal and it, it, it was, this has by far been the hardest part for me even moving on because it was so fucking personal to me. And then I, that energy coach was so powerful because it finally helped me get over that last little hurdle I needed to get over and just look at it. No, it all happened for my favor and benefit. I'm, ex- I'm who I am. I'm doing things I love because of the way all of that worked out. At the time, I didn't want that to happen. At the time, with different championship opportunities, financial situations, magazine covers, different things I didn't hear about bad booking at times that at the time, even I was positive about it at the time, but it was hard not to take it personal. So, but when you just shift and say, if you could just believe this is happening, cause this is going to create a better moment for me down the road. It's not going to necessarily make in that very moment easier, but it will help you shift out of it quicker. Whereas if we don't think like that, we're going to take it personal. We're going to hold on to hate and anger and it only affects us. So, don't take anything personal. And I think part of the biggest thing for that to, to apply that is everything happens for our favor and benefit and responding, responding to negativity with loving kindness. Covers our basis. And I think we're, that, that's one way not to take anything personal. Number three, don't make assumptions. And I think we are all guilty of that. I'm guilty of this at times. And I have to remind myself of this stuff consciously is... We assume things and we create anger in our heads or anxiety over things that probably aren't even fucking true. And um, a lot of us go through our lives just making assumptions and getting creating real feelings of hate and anger. I think a lot of too, like wrestling fans or people that are the, the online trolls, they make assumptions all the time on things. And then they respond with hate and negativity that when... And like I said, I've gotten stuff and it's not real, but it's real to them because they've made assumptions and I've done it on different things uh, with different people in conversations where you like, did that person, did, you know, did they, did they like me? Did they, I don't think he liked me. That's the way he talked to me. That's, and then I create the story. Oh, fuck. He doesn't let him fucking, he hated me. I must've, must've been a fucking idiot or maybe I said something to disrespect him. And then a week later, you get a message from the person fucking, man, that was incredible. It was so great talking to you. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot just making up shit in my head. Okay. We all do it, guys. Don't make assumptions. Number four, I like this one. Always do your best. Always do your best. 
Whatever it is you do, just do your best. Doesn't mean you're going to be the best, but do your best. I think if you can keep that mindset and all this stuff, guys, this stuff is all mindset. It's like the, I get to, I have to, I could like wake up in the morning and say to myself, Oh, I have to wake up and carry Sophie downstairs and out on a leash to go to the bathroom. Or man, I get to wake up every day with my dog, get to carry her down the stairs like a baby, kiss her on her little, little soft, little Frenchy head. I get to put a leash on her and go walk outside and enjoy the sunlight, enjoy the morning air. Every morning I get to go do that. Two different mindsets. See the difference? That's why it's, a lot of this stuff is all mindset, guys. And when I talk about this stuff and, and putting it in our head, because it's constant reminders. I catch myself all the time. Last week, I get to, I have to. I, I caught myself the other day saying, I was having a conversation. I, go, I have to go do this. And I go, fuck. No, I go, I get to. It's reminding. and I'm, But I'm like on that track of <clears throat> getting myself out of this at times. Because we all do it. We all, we all do it. So it's constant reminders, and that's all, all we're trying to do here, guys, constant reminders and helping each other out and motivating each other, inspiring each other, and having better days and uh, creating more positive energy than negative energy. But uh, that, are, that, are, that is my thought of the week, my motivation, motivational tip of the week with that. And with that, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's show. Uh, I got to go to Columbia next week. I got Brian Carroll coming on. Uh, we're going to be conducting that interview early in the week and, uh, hopefully get, uh, the wrestling report on in the, the rest of the podcast before I leave next week. And, um, I've been waiting for this for a while. It's, uh, kind of surreal to me to be able to know that I'm getting this powerful treatment by bio accelerator, uh, huge thank you to bio accelerator. And, uh, you can follow them on Instagram, guys, at BioAccelerator. I'm following them. You can find them on my Instagram, the big guy right back 22 And uh, Ken Shamrock's with them. Uh, Kevin Nash is actually going to be down there the same week I am getting treatment as well. And they're going to be filming and recording, documenting everything. So it'll be good to, to hang out with Kevin. And uh, I've never really – I grew up loving him when he was Diesel when I was a kid. And uh, he was one of my favorites, actually, so – it's always cool. I've, I've not got to spend a lot of time with him. I've met him uh, on several occasions. Always been very, very friendly, very nice. And uh, so it'll be good to be down there. Sure, we'll have some drinks and bullshit and uh, talk about life and whatnot, pro wrestling, what's going on. And uh, I'm hoping I'm taking bookings again for November, December, possibly the end of October as well. Uh, I'll get in the wrestling ring here in Vegas and uh, get some kinks worked out. I'll see how I feel. And uh, I have to be honest with myself. And I, I'm assuming going by the information I have and where I'm at physically right now that I'm going to be able to come back to pro wrestling at full strength and be better than I've ever been by early 2020. So um, where that is, I don't know yet. And I'm going to have to... I had to shut off the competitive hunger gene. I, and I knew that I, it was over a couple of years ago and I still wrestled, in a, but I wrestled much smarter. And again, I talked about this. A lot of it was financially with spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on my business stuff. I didn't make millions and millions and millions of dollars for wrestling. I did very well pro wrestling for my time there. But I left, I walked out on my multi-million dollar deal because I had to and it uh, wasn't easy. And it's been a big learning experience and uh, I'm getting a second opportunity to get my health 
And my doctors even said, he goes, why the fuck would you go back to pro wrestling like overcoming what we're overcoming here? Because it's never been done. And it's not me tuning my own horn. And I'm sure there's been so many miracles that have happened in the world. Um, but needing a five-disc fusion and the pain, and again, uh, there'll be more detail in my book of what I mentally have had to go through. It's almost surreal to see the light at the end of the tunnel with all of this. And um, I feel the hunger growing in me again from a competitive side because my body is allowing it to come back. And I knew shutting it down was going to be a very scary thing. And I've talked about this. We talked about it here with Raj, with Punk. Because when that hunger has to get shut off, whether it happens on its own or you shut it off or, you know, you have to shut it off to preserve your life, you never know if it's going to be able to come back on. I believed when I shut it off that I always knew that I could turn it back on because I know how I am. And, but I knew I had to be healthy for it to, for it to turn back on and to see it coming back on gradually in stages as my body is recovering and getting healthy, whether it's really fine tuning my diet more and more and more. Whereas two years ago, I could be, I could have a couple drinks every night to go to bed on a stressful fucking work day. I could order a cheat meal a little more often because I wasn't worried because I knew I was going through this period and this is minuscule stuff because I was busting my ass the entire time still but within my limits. So to see that I'm going to have another opportunity to um, turn it on and uh, hopefully compete at a very high level and, and finish what I set out to go and do to begin with and do what I'm doing right now is going to be a really, really cool thing. So I'm, uh, and I don't know what the future holds. I don't know pro wrestling wise. Maybe it's just on the independence. I don't know. I don't know if I will be wanted anywhere. I don't know. I would like to believe, I'm very confident in my abilities and the people that have supported me know that there's not another pro wrestler on the planet like me. But that being said, it's been, I left TV over three years ago and a lot has changed in a way. But if I could be healthy and pain isn't a factor and I'll have my ankle back for the first time possibly with no limitations in my ankle that I've wrestled my entire career with, my back's not an issue anymore. Shoulder's not an issue. And I've learned everything I've learned. That's a fucking, to me, that's badass. That's that's something I, I would uh, look forward to. So we'll see. I don't know what the future holds. But I'm sure I'll do these independent matches. We'll see. We'll see what kind of matches I can go out there and have. And how I feel. And uh, we'll go from there. With that, guys, all fan mail for the plugs for this week. A little classical music to calm things down, to wind down at the end of a long day. For all fan mail, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Big thank you to Wiretap Radio, CLNS Media, a wrestling historian and a wrestling classic on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Guys, for all personal videos, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. All professional wrestling bookings now. We're booking late October through uh, into... November, December next year. <clears throat> Starting to get some dates down. You guys, contact Bill Barron's showbiz, S-H-O-W-B-I-S at AOL.com or book the big guy at yahoo.com. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube show, guys, Ryback TV, youtube.com slash Ryback TV. We're finally growing that thing nicely after uh, 
ignoring it for so long. And YouTube's the most important piece in all of this. So if you guys could subscribe, if you listen to the show, please go to Ryback TV and subscribe and turn your notifications on. We have a lot of clips on there as well throughout the week on that. Uh, available on Ryback TV. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book available on Amazon, on paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats. And on social media, I'm the big guy, Ryback22. On Instagram, feed me more nutrition at Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram, at Ryback22 on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. You guys have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. Feed me more. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and